This is a podcast from Rover. Stoked to be... Medical Mondays with Dr John. Joined by Dr John. John, good morning. Good morning, all. Thanks for coming in. Pleasure. Why is Bryce so sick? (laughs) (laughs) He's got a rubbish doctor, mate. He's a rubbish doctor. (laughs) You you can disclose his patient information, Dr. Tom. That's fine. Have you met anyone with a weaker immune system? (laughs) Uh, No, that's not normally his uh, thought process. (laughs) He's actually immune system. He's actually actually away on holiday. That's right. But Rog has been away. Uh, You were away for quite a while, weren't you? Well, you're right, Mel. I was just saying Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of Rock 2000, we had 5,000 at Spark Arena. And uh, not just, I mean, I don't know if you got COVID if you were there, but a lot of people at work here yep. got, got COVID. I mean, I was off for a week and a half, tested four days in a row, didn't have COVID, but something hit me for like two weeks. Yep. But then it's always the way that was in a doc. You would have heard this a million times. Like if you tell someone you've got something, then they'll go, oh, I've heard it's going round. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's going round. <laughs> <laughs> stuff's going round. Uh, so it's amazing how many people I spoke to oh, who, yeah. who had like at least four or five people who all had similar things. But it was, was it COVID? It didn't seem to be. Um, probably not. Probably no. is. Uh, could be anything. Yeah, Billy yeah. Collins got a good line like that. Yes. It was a virus going round. <laughs> <laughs> anything that go round a wheel, for yeah. God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Always virus viruses out there. Yeah, because there's viruses everywhere. We're, we're coming, you know, are we coming out of flu season? What's the next wave of things that are going around at the moment? How can we yeah. defend ourselves against it or we just have to bite the bullet? Actually, one of the, the things we're really worried about at the moment is measles. Yeah, yeah. that's um, very true. So New Zealand's in a yeah. fantastic position in that we have no endemic measles. Yeah, There is no measles virus wandering around in New Zealand. Right. And the only way that measles comes in is if it's imported from another country. So okay. someone goes overseas. Close the borders again? <laughs> yeah, close the borders. Okay. Screen Shut everyone around. with a temperature wash, probe wash, up your anus. Wash your mouth out. Okay, so, so measles, uh, how do we not get measles? Let me nice. Get some of off to all our children at five to six months and four to five years of age. Yeah. There was a little cohort between two, uh, 1989 2004 where we were unsure whether people actually were vac- vaccinated properly. So if you're in that cohort, we're quite happy to give you another measles, mumps, rubella vaccine. Mm. So the, the only way you get out of measles is by vaccination. It's, you know, if you end up in hospital as a kid with measles, you've got about a 15% chance of not leaving hospital. Yeah, you will die. Good. Yeah, it's not good. Oh. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's not yeah. a little mild. It's serious. Uh, serious. serious. Yep. And the vaccinations anyway. are quite low, aren't they? No, yeah, we're worried. For, the, for a certain age group. During COVID, uh, the vaccinations dropped off, yeah. especially in high-risk populations like South Auckland. Yeah. Um, the the rates are somewhere around about the 70% mark. We've got to get up to 92 95% yeah. mark to give that uh, herd immunity approach. You know, those yeah. old words we heard during COVID and all exactly. that sort of herd immunity, this is where it actually does work. Well, Miles, uh, there's heaps of texts coming through for the doc. Studio 3520. Give us a call as well, 0800 Rock Phone. Pete says, uh, I've got a weird pain in my hip. I'm 38, fairly healthy, not over weight, but every now and then, if I twist the wrong way or stand on uneven ground, I get a shooting pain in my hip. Can't put much weight on my leg till it goes away. Yeah, not too worried about that one. And that uh, hip pain, we really worry about it if it's persisting, if it wakes you up at night. There are some injuries that you can do to a hip. You can do a thing called a labral tear, where you tear off a little bit of the cartilage. And that will occur in certain movements. So if that's going on, try and describe how it happens, when it happens, what provokes it, what takes it away, and present that evidence so we can chase that a little bit further. But the evidence is really, the information is really important. Would you say stretch more to Pete? No, I took a diagnosis. <laughs> God's sake, man. You're not a doctor. Honestly. Sean says... Oh, doctor, stretch here. Yeah. 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 Stretch before. Stretch. Stretching does nothing. 
Stretching does nothing. Oh, well, sorry. Really? It, it, make, it, it allows you to exercise a little bit more fully, but yeah. it's injury right. prevention. The data around injury prevention from stretching is very, very poor. No way. Yep. Bryce is a great um, exponent of stretching. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. But look how sick he is. I was going to say, where is he now? <laughs> so yeah. there you go. He's, gone. he's gone to Sydney for a week. He's, got, he's got a week off. Okay. Off. Yeah. Uh, Sean says, I had what felt like a, t- uh, a tear in my left pectoral muscle. was rather sore for about a week until I picked up something heavy and it really felt like I'd ripped it or some sort, something like that. I had a burning sort of pain that lasted for a few days and then it went away. Yep. Is that, is that normal? Well, that's what we do in medicine, mate. We, we see you just as it's about to get better and we say, oh, I think we've cured you. Get <laughs> we've cured you because time is a great diagnostic tool and a great therapeutic intervention. Special guest. Medical Mondays with Dr. John. Any problems you have, you can give us a call 0800 Rock Phone or text in Doc 3520. Uh, let's uh, let's keep the text going there, Moles. Mate, there are so many texts, so Dr. Many. John. Uh, I have hip pain where the pain feels isolated to the centre of the hip but not the bone and the pain is transferred all the way to about three quarters of the way across my lower back. I especially notice it when sleeping as it can wake me up and I'm really sore when I get out of bed or if I've sat mm. down for a long period of time. <coughs> so hip pain is generally felt in the groin crease. Okay, and people, what people call their hip is normally their, what's called their ilium, <coughs> which is a part of their pelvic bone. Mm-hmm. The hip joint itself is really quite low. So what we look for from actual hip pain is pain felt in the groin crease uh, when on walking. And the classic one is I can't put my socks on. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I, can't, I can't do the motion to put shoes and socks on. Yeah. Uh, um, this one here sounds more like a lower back pain than anything else. Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, Doc, I've got a very small, what feels like one of those tiny ball bearings in my gooch. Under the uh, testicles here, yep. it's solid, isn't attached to the muscle. Has been there for about a couple of years, but has moved north up maybe three centimeters in the last year. Um, okay, any any lump in your gooch needs to be checked out. Okay, for a start. Uh, but what we really worry about is a lump that's in the body of the testicle itself, in the ball itself. There's a lot of you know. You ladies out there will know there's a lot of things which hang around in testicles that are not balls. You know, there's all this mm. floppy stuff that goes around. You're allowed to you're allowed to find lumps in that. That's yeah. okay. They're oh, called okay. epididymal cysts. Yeah. They give fine. you a freak yeah. out. What's that? <laughs> no, it's fine. It's okay. No, it's just third ball. Uh, but no, it, if long as it's in the in the hanging out stuff, the floppy stuff on the side, that's reasonably safe. Mm. Anything which is in the testicle itself needs to be checked through. Okay, Brian. Uh, let's go to Paul. Actually, Paul's on the phone. Uh, morning, Paul. Got a question for Doctor John. Yeah, hi guys. Hey, um, I was in the garage the other day working on some stuff and I stabbed my finger with a small screwdriver <laughs> and um, it's all healed up. This is now a couple of weeks ago, but my from my middle joint of my finger right to the tip of my finger is all tingly and numb. So I'm just a little bit worried, like the scar's all healed up, but um, yeah, it's been two weeks now and it's still real tingly, so I'm a bit worried. Will it go away or have I done some nerve damage? Um, is the finger any change in colour or heat? So it's not um, no, but it's... No, it's all the circulation looks okay and everything, but yeah, it's still this is two weeks ago now, and it's still really, really tingly to touch, okay. like numb. So it depends where the screw went in. If you if you're looking at your finger sideways on, you'll see those little creases yep. on it. The nerve yes. supply to the fingers run along the top of those crease lines, those vertical crease lines. Right. So if the screw went in anywhere there, it can damage the nerve. If it was anywhere else, then that makes that a little bit less likely. Right. Yes, between the, the, like you say, the two joins in your finger, the puffy bit sort of just on the side of your finger. Yeah. Is that where the screw went in? Yeah, it was a screwdriver. Screwdriver. Yeah, the screwdriver. Screwdriver. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. And it went right in, didn't it? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Not a big hole, but it's obviously gone quite deep. Because, yeah. yeah, this is two weeks ago now, and it's all healed up the scar where it went in. But, right. yeah, my finger's still really, really tingly. And is it on one side or both sides of the finger? 
uh, one side. Yeah, you crushed the nerve. It's okay. It should uh, grow back. So as long as you haven't okay. cut the nerve itself or you just confused the nerve, the nerve fibres will regenerate. You've almost certainly crushed it, giving yourself what's called a neuropraxia, which is fancy speak for crushing a nerve. Uh, as long yep. as the, the little tubules that the nerve's running in are intact, the nerve will grow back down, but it will grow back at the rate of a millimetre a day with a day off for Sunday. So six mil a week. Oh, wow. All right? right. And so it'll it take a while for okay, it to thank you. And it will give you some altered sensation, but uh, there's not much more yeah, you can do about it. Tingly numbs, so yes, yeah, it's no, but worrying. It, it's all like yeah. <laughs> when it grows back, it could give you some uh, altered sensation as well, but it will get better. Okay, cool. Thank you, you very much. Good luck. Good on you, guys. Doc, uh, someone texted in last week uh, thanking you. Actually, uh, oh. they thanked us, but um, it's not us. Uh, it's you. Uh, I got diagnosed with test, uh, testicular cancer for this for simply going to get a checkup. Thanks, team, for encouraging me. Hopefully, um, many others do the same. Uh, so he got it. Brilliant. Yeah. Long story short, they caught it early. Yeah, yeah. No, the whole thing yeah. about testicular cancer, it's got a 100% cure rate if yeah. caught early and yeah. 100% death rate if caught late. And it's, yeah. it's something, you know, we don't talk about screening for testicular cancer. You know, we had this thing, keep your eye on the ball. Yeah. Okay, good rugby analogy. That's what we should be doing. So I counsel all of my patients that maybe once every three months or so, they get themselves or someone who they know, love and trust to just gently palpate the testicle and just run it through your fingers. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the incidence of testicular cancer decreases significantly after 45 years of age. So it's actually a younger man's disease. Roger's checking himself now. <laughs> too late, Roger. Too late, Roger. Too late. Never look down on the unemployed, Roger. Never do that, son. Never, never. No, it's bad, bad karma. That's very good advice, Dr. Okay. John. Very good advice. Uh, a lot of texts. Great to hear that they um, they took your advice and they um, yeah and, and, yeah and they got checked it. out. Yeah, they got it that's early, awesome. so that's great. Well, yeah. Okay, hey mate, I have a lump on the uh, on the the side of the old fella. Yes, uh, and it hurts when it's at attention. Yes, and when I send off the fireworks. Yes, I'm talking in roundabout ways here. Yeah. The doctor says it's a varicose vein. But it's slowly getting worse. Do you think it's something more serious? It's nothing more serious, but it's not a varicose vein. Right. Uh, if it's a lump and it's hard, it's not a vein. Um, there's a couple of things you can do. That One's a lovely disease called Peyronie's disease. And Peyronie's disease is a plaque which forms in the shaft of the penis. And uh, unfortunately, it sets it off at a right angle. So, um, yeah. You know how you've got to look at find a right-hand thread? Sometimes you have to find a left-hand thread as well. <laughs> And it's uh, unfortunately not very curable. Yes, so. right. well, no, I'm, sure no, I'm, I'm not laughing at that text. No, I'm but, laughing but, at you, yeah, Doc. Yeah. Uh, another text. Hey, Doc, I'm a larger fella, fella and have sweat rash under the belly flat for a couple of months, starts to clear up when, and then comes back. Yep. It's itchy when it makes it worse after a good scratch. Any recommendations on creams or something to help clear it up? So firstly, if you're a big fella and you've got that sort of thing, we want to make sure you're not diabetic because uh, diabetes can present that way quite nicely. Um, the whole trick is to keep the area cool, keep the area dry and soap-free. So uh, try to aerate the area as much as you can, uh, even to the extent of taking some, some towels with you to work and, and trying to keep it dry. Mm -hmm. Dry is the, the most important thing. Uh, Antifungal creams with a little bit of hydrocortisone in it will calm down the symptoms, but trying to keep the area dry is the most important. Uh, I've been having back pain. I've been having pain, excuse me, in my bowel. Doctor said most likely IBS, and then have had a change in bowel movements, feeling like I can't push anything out. Other times, it's all coming out. Sometimes it won't hurt for a few weeks, and it seems to flare up and cause pain for a few days. No blood, thankfully. Okay, so IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, is a diagnosis of exclusion. There's no test that you can do which says this is what it 
is, uh, depending on age, depending on other symptoms, if you've got significant change in bowel habit and, and what's going on, you need uh, a couple of metres of fibre optic tubing up your bum. You need a colonoscopy. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, I've been having pain, uh, excuse me, I've been having stabbing pains in my chest on both sides, tickles down my arms, doctor visit for a hospital visit, or is this something I can buy over the counter? Um, again, diagnosis is important. If it's happening on both sides of your body, uh, it's generally safe unless it is a central nervous process. So our bodies are split straight down the middle, and one side never talks to the other side. If you've got something which is happening symmetrically on both sides, we get a little bit more interested in that, so that would be so, a trip to the doc. It's not, not urgent, but it's very much like the show. <laughs> the left doesn't talk to the right. Yeah. <laughs> right down we are split down we the just, middle, yeah. Don't look at each other. Yeah. Watch well, uh, the so, so, yeah. Some would think, Doc, if you've uh, got numbing down one arm, one side, uh, pins and needles, sorry, it's a heart attack. That's not numbs. No, no. Common fallacy. Yes. The pain you get in an arm from a heart attack is the pain will transfer into yep. there. It's not numbness. It's not loss of sensation. It's, it's not tingling. It's a feeling, a heavy pain in your chest, which radiates into yep. the arm. Yeah. Yeah. So this idea of numbness and things being a heart attack, no, it's no. not. It's radiation of pain. Okay, Doc, I've recently been feeling like I'm not getting enough oxygen. Haven't been feeling quite out of breath. I've been taking gabapentin for nerve pain. Yep. That, yep. Could this be a cause of it? I'm middle-aged and reasonably healthy lifestyle. Possibly. If you're on gabapentin, it sounds like there's other things going on in that, mm-hmm. that situation. So when we're talking about short of, shortness of breath, there's two things here. One is if I walk across the floor, I get short of breath. Okay, interested in that. If you're sitting there and you're feeling short of breath but can walk across the floor, that makes it a lot safer. And uh, that exercise should precipitate increasing breathlessness. If that doesn't happen, there's something weird going on. Trying so, to get through all these texts. Give, give a uh, I've been having uh, my nails split in the same place for months now. How do I fix this? You can't. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> I have a black spot show up on my ankle. Does um, It doesn't look like anything I've seen before. What would that be? It needs to be removed. So if you've got a black spot which wasn't there before mm, and it yeah. suddenly arised, it needs to be checked and probably removed. Yeah, good call. All right. Uh, should I be concerned about slight pain that comes and goes just below the right breast? No. Great. I gave blood over the weekend. My hemoglobin level was over the limit uh, at 190. Is this something I should get checked? Yeah, yeah. Polycythemia ribavera. Wow. Yeah, that's what, what? I thought. You thought <laughs> that, I thought that as well. <laughs> I thought you wrote it down even as a text So, yeah, it's uh, overproduction of red cells. It's uh, sort of the opposite of a, of a leukemia, where leukemia is the white cells which go all wacky. Uh, the red cells can go wacky too generally very easily managed, so just get it checked through to make sure that's not happening. Last one, Miles. Okay, <laughs> a bit embarrassing. This is anonymous as text. I have a really sore um, um, yeah, um, calamari ring. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, yeah, on, okay. on, on the old fella, right on the end. It, it burns when I pass urine, almost like the skin is peeling away. Oh, gotcha. Haven't seen a doctor yet. It hurts when we go for bike rides with my partner. Mm. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think? Get it seen. Get it seen. Look, look, willies are actually quite important things. You've only <laughs> got one of them. Mm. So and you're sitting here going, I think there's something mm, wrong with my willie. I'll, I'll go on the, the interweb and, oh, no, I'm dying. Yeah, No, here, slap this cream on, you'll be fine. There you Sweet go. Easy yeah. as that. And someone did say, uh, there is blood on the toilet paper when I wipe over multiple wipes. I get this checked. Yes, get that checked. Absolutely. It's almost certainly safe. It's probably outlet bleeding, but you want to make sure it is. Great. It's always a pleasure, Doc. Yeah. We got through those. Oh, um, well done. You really earned your money here. Yeah. You really did. <laughs> that was a lot of questions coming out. You're well done. Thank uh, you. You've saved listener. lives.